you're going to find people on a journey that'll support you, some people. But before you find those people, you have to be the one to continue yourself. You have to want to be consistent and say that I'm the one that's going to make this happen. Hello, and welcome to the Anxious and Ambitious podcast. I'm your host, Nicole, and I'm on a mission to change the way that we think about anxiety. Oftentimes, it can feel like anxiety can get in the way of our ambitions, and I'm here to tell a different story. In each episode, we'll explore how we can manage our anxiety, heal our nervous system, and conquer our fears so we can shine as our most authentic self, go after our biggest dreams, and achieve our greatest ambitions. You'll hear stories from people who have been there themselves and strategies from experts who can help you thrive. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Anxious and Ambitious podcast. Today, I have a very special guest who I'm so excited to introduce to you, Tara Hayes. Tara is a self-published author of Irrational to Rational and Panic to Picnic, and she's a self-proclaimed anxiety advocate, as well as the owner and CEO of Terrified Publishing, LLC. Tara, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you so much for inviting me to be on. I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited for this conversation. Self-publishing is a hot topic and something that I've been really curious to learn about. So when I heard about the work that you're doing and not only helping people to self-publish, but helping them to work through the anxiety that can come up when you're putting this work out into the world, I just thought it was so intriguing. So I'm really excited for this conversation. Thank you so much, Nicole. Yeah, for sure. So I'd like to start off with hearing a little bit about your journey as an author, because I know you've written these two self-help books that I mentioned, Irrational to Rational and Panic to Picnic, that are all about anxiety. So can you share with us a little bit about what inspired you to write these books? Sure, Nicole. So what inspired me to write my books is I was at a very low point in my life. I started my author journey back in 2019. At that point, I had to go back to therapy because I was very anxious. I could barely function. Um, It was to a point where I got laid off from my full-time job. It was the second full-time job within a 10-month period. And instead of jumping into a new job, I said, I need to take some time out to figure out who Tara is, figure out what Tara wants. And that's when I came across a self-publishing course. And I said, okay, well, I'm unemployed right now. I might as well (laughs) do something to change my life, to shift my life. So it's like that course just like fell like into my lap. I had said to my sister, I said, hey, what do you think about this course here? She said, oh, well, well, you don't have anything to lose, you know, just go for it. So I said, okay. So that's basically how the journey, my author journey began. It was at a low point and I was looking to make a change in my life, looking to make a shift in my life. So that what's inspired me to become an author. Wow, that's awesome. I mean, it's so interesting to me how these things that are going to serve us always seem to come at just the time that you need them. And even if you're not looking for them. So it's really interesting. You were looking for, you know, what is Tara going to do next? And this course just fell into your lap. And it makes sense that you would be writing a book around self-help and anxiety if that was something that you were going through yourself as well. But I'm curious, was this something that you knew that you wanted to write about right when you heard about this self-publishing course or did you kind of play around with other ideas? 
No, I actually didn't know what I wanted to write about. Um, the course that I took, it suggested that you write fiction books, like in um, romantic um, titles and genres, because they sell more. But I said, you know what, I'll have to write something that I feel that that resonates with myself. So I didn't really follow the guidelines with that. So I did have to sit down and actually do some journaling and journal about the topics that I felt that I was comfortable writing about. So um, I was just getting into meditation a little bit because I was in therapy and then that was suggested. Meditation was suggested. And also the healthier eating, like I started doing more green smoothies and everything. So I said, maybe I could write on that topic. So, but those didn't seem, weren't consistent enough for me. And I knew what I've been consistent with for most of my life, which is anxiety. So so that's how I decided that I wanted to just share my story, my anxiety story. So I actually had to go through a list. I actually had to journal the things that I felt that was that I could really talk about. And that's how I decided that to share my anxiety story. Wow, that's so interesting. And thank you for sharing your story with the world. I think not enough people are open about their anxiety. And that's one of the main goals of this podcast is to open up this conversation and show that a lot of people experience anxiety and you can still do powerful things like publish a book like Tara has. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and honestly, I'm not an open book. I wasn't one before. So to actually share my story is like, like a huge step out of my comfort because I'm reserved, very reserved introvert, you know, so naturally. Mm-hmm. So it like takes a lot of practice to actually get out and share my story. So yeah, totally. I can imagine, especially as an introvert. And I mean, for anybody, it's so challenging to share our story, whether or not it was your hardships or even just about yourself in general. We're always afraid of that judgment. And that's why I love that you've exactly. called your company terrified publishing exactly. like <laughs> that perfect combo of your name and, and being terrified. I know it must be scary for most people who are new to thinking about self-publishing. So I'm hoping in this conversation, we can give them some insights and maybe some inspiration to help break through that terror and get their story out in the world. Self-publish a book. If that's what's on your mind and you're listening, we're going to help you to take the next step today. And so Tara, I know that you mentioned, you know, it was obviously vulnerable for you and some fear came up while you were publishing, but what have been some of the biggest challenges that you've faced as a self-published author? The biggest challenge that I've faced actually has been the part of putting myself out there. When I first published my book, I published Irrational to Rational in December of 2019. And um, we were getting ready to get into the pandemic and COVID and everything. So I didn't tell anyone about my book until March of 2020. So, and I actually, so what, like three months or so? So, (laughs) and um, it was, it was because of fear. I was afraid of what people would think of me. And all of a sudden I'm an author, you know, this, this, this person never talked to anyone before. And now now all of a sudden she's sharing her story. So I think that was the biggest challenge. And what I did, like, honestly, I didn't even have social media until 2019. Like I was, I was so against it. I was like, Oh, what's this social media thing? So I actually got it because I had to start putting myself out there as an author, like I needed to have a, a platform. So that was the only reason why I got social media originally. So the biggest challenge has definitely been putting myself out there, letting people know that I that I am an author. Um, originally, I was sharing in the author groups and on Facebook because as like everyone here is an author, everyone here understands the author journey. So it did take a bit for me to actually share it to my profile, and I had to do like almost like like a coming out post, like to let people know, oh, I'm an author now, you know. So and that was 
I say that was the biggest challenge I faced with self-publishing. Totally. I mean, that's so funny that it did take a couple months even after you published then to share it with your social media. And I think that this is probably the case for a lot of people. It's one thing to write the book and then it's another thing to actually go through the process of now it's publishing and people can read it if they want, right? It's not just on your laptop anymore. Another hurdle of sharing it with your loved ones, your friends, your family and an audience And so what helped you to overcome this and really finally, you know, put the book out there with confidence? Um, What helped me overcome it was if I didn't start sharing it, then the person that needs to hear it wouldn't hear it. So I needed to kind of using myself as the voice of the of the introverted person, whoever is like me, you know, who needs to hear it. So like whenever I get back into my reservedness or feel like not showing up. It's like, you have to show up because there's people that need to hear you. So there is somebody that, you know, I could be looking to somebody and that person, like the people that I resonate with, um, there's somebody, I I don't know if you've heard of Lisa Nichols, she's a motivational speaker. So I think about how, if she didn't show up, you know, when I started watching her, you know, if she didn't show up for me, then I wouldn't have heard her. So I think about how there's somebody watching me and how I need to be there for that person. So that's what helped me to actually start putting myself out there and also realizing that I'm my biggest critic. Like um, I may have given a, done a podcast or done a piece of writing that I felt that maybe I didn't say it the way I wanted to say it, but everyone else had moved on. So basically I realized that I'm my biggest critic and nobody's really concerned with it. You know, people get the best out of me. You know, people see the best in me. So I realized that they get the best parts of me and that the the only the critic is me. Most people are so concerned with their own their own stories and their own headlines and their own. So basically as long as I keep showing up, no one cares about my imperfection. So that's what helped me to show up more and keep mm. showing. <laughs> I love that. You're so right. We are our own biggest critic and we're always so much harder on ourselves than other people are. And well, especially if you're an anxious and ambitious woman, I'm sure that you can relate to this. And so I like that you mentioned that you focused on your why there, right? Like if I don't show up for these people and so you wanted to show up and share your story and make an impact. And so in working with your clients, do you find that this is also helpful for them to get through that fear of self-publishing? Yeah, definitely. Like like I said, like the creative part of it is what's what's difficult. Like you once you put yourself out there, like you have people that, you know, people are reading your work and then you're concerned about what they're going to say. Like even like even when I get new readers, it's like, "Oh, are they going to like this or that?" But then it always turns out that people love the work that I put out. So you just put it out there and you just accept that people are going to resonate with it and some people are not. But the people who need to hear it, they're going to hear it. So um, you put your work out there and you do the best you can and then just realize and accept that that it'll resonate with who is supposed to resonate with and you'll reach the person, people you're supposed to reach. Yeah, that's such a good point. You'll reach the people who you're supposed to reach. And I think another thing that comes up for people, especially when we're sharing something that's maybe more vulnerable or personal, is that we might trigger somebody. But if you actually trigger somebody, that can sometimes be the biggest gift that you give them, right? If someone doesn't like your book or they disagree, it could actually be a gift in its own right. Right. And it's funny, like, I like actually reading people's testimonies. Like somebody told me that they cried reading my book. So that made me feel like, like, special because it's like somebody didn't think that 
they someone else thought the way that they thought. So, you know, to actually share that experience with somebody else, because I thought I was alone. So by somebody reading and actually be able to resonate on that level, you know, that's very special for me. Yeah, that is so special. And it really, I'm sure it feels so rewarding to know that you're making that impact. And like you said, to connect with people who are going through what you're going through. And the thing is, if we don't actually share our hearts in this way, whether it be in a book, on a podcast, then you're probably never even going to find the people who are meant for you because you're not sharing enough of yourself. So I think it's awesome that you put yourself out there in this way. And now you're helping other people to get through that terror and share their important message. Right. Yeah. And so when it comes to self-publishing, I know that there's a lot of steps that are involved. And so for people who maybe are listening and thinking about, oh, you know, I have a story to share. Maybe a book would be the way that I want to share it. What are some common mistakes that you see people making when they write and self-publish their book? And and how could we avoid those? Um, Some of the common mistakes, I'll give you some of mine. Um, I had published my first book and then I was like, oh, I'm one and done. You know, that's one. (laughs) That's a big mistake I made. It took me to like, um, I guess a year and a half to publish a second one as it was like at first. I was like, oh, I got this book on Amazon and people are going to find me. No, that's not the reality. And I think a part of it like was in my course that I took. They gave an example of a woman, um, her first book that she published. um, She sold like a whole lot of books. I I guess she made like 555,000 off of one book. So in my mind, I was like, oh, I'm going to do that. But no, (laughs) no, it doesn't work that way. So I would say that was a mistake I made. Like once you publish your first book, um, you have to publish another and and do it within a reasonable time frame. And also um, a mistake I made was not knowing where to find my readers and not knowing who I was publishing for, like who I was writing for. Like when I wrote, I was writing, I was sharing my story, but I had me in mind, but I also wanted it to resonate with everyone. I wanted it to be for men, women, children, but then, you know, not everybody can relate to that experience. So not knowing who you're writing for is a mistake, Um, not knowing where your readers are and not knowing how to get testimonials. So, and to avoid all those things is to realize that you can't just publish, it's unrealistic to publish one book and think that you're just going to be it overnight success so that's so you can avoid that by keep publishing and um when you're writing think about who you're writing for you know so you can know who you want to target like now I've niched it down to um I want to help women win basically who want to do what I'm doing basically self-published but not only self-published but maybe they're journalers as well because I do that so women because um if you think about it, you have to write something first. So you have to write first. So journaling comes first, then you self-publish. So you have to have something right. So I want to work with those, you know, types of women, you know, who want to make journal and do their like, make even make their own journals, like if they want to take it to that step. So knowing who you're writing for, knowing where to find your readers, like it's not always your family. Like that's another mistake I made. I was getting upset with who wasn't supporting my book. You know, it's like, oh, my friends, and my family, not not everyone's going to care because they don't understand your vision. So knowing that everyone's not going to support you. So if you want to find your readers, you have to go where your readers are hanging out. So I would at first I wasn't going where my readers were hanging out. And that's how you get your testimonials when you find out where your readers. Are. So those are the mistakes that I made. And that's how I've been correcting them. 
Yeah, that's some great advice. So knowing where your readers are so that you can actually get your book in front of the eyes that need it the most. And I like the idea of thinking about who are you writing for? Because I'm sure a lot of the time, especially when you're writing about something personal or trying to share your story, a lot of the time we just have ourselves in mind. And it's so important to keep that audience in mind. This uh, makes me think of a time my boss, Christine Ammerman, one of the pieces of advice she's always giving our clients is that when you are writing anything, you really need to have that audience in mind. And what is this impact that you're trying to make? Because otherwise you can end up attracting the wrong people in, and it can be such a tiny little tweak that you need to make. Um, I remember when she was mentioning it, it was talking around, you know, if you're sharing a vulnerable story, then, and you're trying to attract people who are empowered and wanting to make a change, then start with the change and start with that empowerment. Because if you start with the, you know, the rock bottom moment or that vulnerable side, then sometimes you end up attracting people in who are more still stuck in that victim mode, as opposed to wanting to make the change. And so I'm curious for you, like, did that help you when you were thinking about who am I writing for to how to actually structure the book? Right. Cause exactly. Um, what you said, um, I was attracting myself from two years ago. Um, I was attracting people who weren't taking action. Like you said, I was attracting people like are stuck in anxiety because I can understand they can relate to that part of me. So basically I'm still at that point where I do attract those kind of people, mostly people who say that they want the tools like for self-care and self-love, but then they don't know how to apply them. So like originally, before I decided that I wanted to help women win with self-publishing, I wish wanted to be an anxiety coach because I was like, well, I have anxiety, so maybe I can help people do work through the anxiety. But then after I had that experience with that, I said, you know what, I'm getting triggered by by their experiences. So I said, okay, let me take a step back. And finally, I said, I'm a self-published author. So maybe I can help other people self-publish or even with the journaling experience. So um, that's why I did make the tweak to and tweak it to people who want to actually do something with their journal. So when I first, honestly, when I first wrote my book, I was attracting basically people with just anxiety. But now when I started the journaling part of it, I've been attracting more people who want to do something with their journal, who want to actually make it into like a low content, no content publication. So like you said, it's good to tweak it to make sure you have the people in mind that want to take some action. So that's what I've been doing. Also consider, are you willing to take the steps that comes after self-publishing? Because that's an even greater step. Like you publish this great book and then you have to get people to your book, right? Putting up on Amazon, that's great, but it's what comes afterwards. Like you have to have like, um, you have to get your art team together, like the people that are willing to read your book. You have to have a strong promotional campaign, you know, to get your book into the right hands because you don't want to do all this work and then nobody sees it. So you have to think about before you even self-publish, if you're even willing to take those steps. Like a lot of people, Um, that I've been talking to recently, like some people say they don't want to do marketing, like, or they're considering traditional publishing because they don't want to do marketing. Either way, if you want to do traditional or self-publishing, you're going to have to put yourself out there. Either way, you're going to have to promote your work. So I would say, think about the steps that it's going to take after you self-publish, even before you self-publish, because you have to stay on the course of it at all, of it all. Yeah. 
No, that's such good advice. Thinking about, you know, all right, if I'm actually going to create this thing, I need to get it out to the world and starting to think about that ahead of time. Because I know a lot of the time too, with book sales, I'm be curious to hear what you've seen, but a lot of the time, like pre-sales and hyping up the book before it's even ready or before it's published. Right. right. And yeah, and that was a mistake with my first book. I didn't have any pre-sales. Like I would see, I didn't, I had no idea how to do it. Like I would see people doing pre-orders. I'm like, oh, how do you even do pre-orders? So it's like, I'm like this undiscovered author that, you know, so how am I going to get people hyped up to <laughs> to want to even buy my book? So um, the second time around, I did have a small launch team, you know, that I put together for that. So I would say the first book, don't expect like a big splash around it. Like your first book is just the introductory to yourself. And then most likely you're going to have to give it away for free, you know, for or at a very low price. So pe- people would get to know you and um, get to know your work. And then the second time around is when you can do like the big launch and you can get your art team and every and because people are more familiar with you that time around. So I would say don't don't get discouraged if the first book is like more of a flop, you know, because so, <laughs> mm-hmm. the second time around people are more um, get to know you more and they, they're more inclined to read your second work anyway. So. Yeah, that that's awesome advice because I'm sure a lot of us, we might put out the first book and then not see as much of a splash that we wanted and give up on your dreams and your ambitions of being an author altogether. So don't do that. As Tara is explaining here, it's not the best way to do it. You're probably going to have to publish multiple books to see that impact that you want. And so I know we've talked a little bit about, you know, some practical steps that we can take to help with self-publishing. And you mentioned a lot of emotions that can come up around self-publishing. And so I'm curious about what resources or tools or perhaps strategies that you've used that have been helpful in navigating that anxiety as an author and an entrepreneur. Right. So I did mention therapy, um, that I was in therapy and I was given the tools. But the thing is, the, what makes the difference is when you make it up in your mind that you want to make a difference. Like I said, I was resistant. Um, I was in therapy for years and I honestly didn't felt feel that it worked or, and it wasn't because it didn't work. It was because I wasn't ready. It's because I was resilient. I mean, I'm not resilient, resistant. And what really made the difference, I'm not going to say that entrepreneurship and becoming an author healed my anxiety, but I would say it's a big part of it. Because when you're an entrepreneur, you have to remember to take care of yourself. And um, you have to practice self-care and self-love. Like you, you're going to be your biggest cheerleader because you're going to find people on a journey that'll support you, some people. But before you find those people, you have to be the ones to continue yourself, you have to want to be consistent and say that I'm the one that's going to make this happen. I can't blame anyone. If I'm not successful, I have to look at myself. Um, I have to look at why it's not happening and I have to change my own strategy. So I would say that the tools that I used that I started really using is exercise. I've been and getting into a daily routine, like um, like I said, I've suggested exercise and therapy, but what really made a difference was when I started beginning this journey, because I was starting to tell people exercise every day, it'll get you in a daily routine. So it's like, okay, if I'm telling these people that are starting to watch me, I better make sure damn sure I'm doing it myself. So I had a reason to continue. I had a reason to get myself into my own routine because I'm telling other people that it works. So daily exercise, um, I started getting into eating better. 
also, it took me a little bit to get into meditation. I had tried, like I said, I tried it before, but recently I've gotten more involved in it, like doing just 10 minutes a day. And that's been helpful for me, especially with common, the anxiety and the anxious thoughts. So at the end of the day, like whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're just, you're just living your life daily, you have to take care. You know, I have to take care of yourself. Self-care is number one, because without yourself, you can't run a business. You can't do anything really. So what really worked for me is actually having something to apply it to something that I love, something that I, that I was building and working on. So that made it easier for me to apply self-care and self-love to it. Right. It's almost like it gave you permission to make self-care a priority in that way. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great point because you can have all the tools and resources in the world, but the most important thing is that you're actually using them and implementing them. So whatever helps you to form that commitment to yourself, whether that be, you know, committing to a coaching program or whether that be becoming an entrepreneur and making these things public or just holding yourself accountable with a couple of friends. It's so important that you make that self-care consistent. So thanks for touching on that. You're welcome. Yeah. And so as a self-published author of these books, I'm sure that you've, like you said, you've heard people reach out crying after having read your book. So what would you say have been some of the most rewarding experiences that you've had as a self-published author? Yeah, I would say the most rewarding experience is actually like reading the testimonials. Like I mentioned, someone said that that her book made me, made her cry. And also just the people out there that can relate to me, like the other testimonies that I've read. And also I would say rewarding would be being featured for my work, like getting the opportunity to speak with you, you know, on this podcast. And also um, I was featured in a, my local magazine. I mean, my local newspaper here about giving self tips, you know, for anxiety and as an author and also um, get an opportunity to just speak with, teen girls. It was actually on another interview where I was giving advice on self-care and self-love. So I think that those are the most rewarding parts because if I didn't self-publish, I wouldn't have these opportunities to speak with you or to speak with anyone that I've spoke with um, before, you know, to share my story. So I think that those are the most rewarding parts because if I didn't publish anything, then I wouldn't be here, you know, talking with you or, or anyone else that I've impacted. So... Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, I'm so happy that you're here with us. And I love that this book, these books have given you almost a platform to propel your mission, to promote your story and all of these great tools that you're sharing around anxiety. I think it's just so important that we're opening up this conversation. And so along these same lines, right? If anyone's listening and like, all right, you know, I have something that I want to share and really want to write a book. What advice would you have for others who are maybe feeling a little bit anxious around self-publishing to encourage them to put themselves out there in general? Okay. I would say, well, first think about why you might be having anxiety about it. Um, I used to use, I use a framework called race, like your race to recovery. So um, realize why you're anxious. Is it because you're afraid of what people are going to say about your work? Is it because you don't know what you want to write about? Is it because you're you like just the reason like you you want to share for your family, for your friends, or you want to make a bigger impact? And then you realize what the anxiety is like you start challenging your anxious thinking around self-publishing. 
I know for me, the reason was because I'm an introvert, the, the fear of the judgment. So I started challenging those anxieties. And then your exercise would be maybe write the book and then maybe not publish it right away. So then, or, or just journal about it. And then when you're ready, then you can hit the publish button. Like there's no pressure to publish immediately. So if you're struggling with that, just realize the reasons that you're struggling with it, your anxieties, like race to your own recovery, basically. And then when you're ready, you can put yourself out there. It doesn't have to be all in one day. Like I said, I did a I did a coming out post. So I did. And even after that post, I still had anxiety about coming up and showing up again. So it's not just just be kind with yourself. Do that first thing that'll help you at least break the ice and break like just take steps to, towards getting out of your comfort zone. Like once I did that, then I started posting more about being an author. And then honestly, I was in my head. I was like, um, well, nobody cares or, or, you know, nobody cares about me being an author. But I was like, you know what? I care. So um, care about it more than anyone else cares. So even if even if you feel that nobody cares, you you have to care. So um, show up and show up for the one or two people that are watching you and then just take it step by step. And then the next thing I started to do, I started to do more video content. And I felt like that had helped me more too, because I was sharing my story. I was telling it in a way that was comfortable for me. Like I would maybe do a reel about self-care or I'll do a reel even about um, my own critic, like how I was my own self-critic. So by actually sharing my vulnerability, then that helped me as well by people saying, oh, she's comfortable enough to be vulnerable. I Maybe I can do that as well. Like people, like I don't have to do it without fear. Like at first I was trying to tell people to be fearless, but no, just be courageous. Fear may always be there. Doubt might always be there, but just be courageous enough to push through it, to share your story. So I would say, it helps by not telling, by not having to be fearless. I can show up just as I am, show up as authentically as I am. And I feel that that's the best thing that has worked for me. And that'll work for other people because you don't have to be perfect. So just be authentic. I love so many of those things that you said there, you know, don't be perfect, just be authentic. And I particularly love that you mentioned, we don't have to be fearless. We just have to be courageous, right? You might have that fear, but how can you have that courage to at least take the first step? Right? So I think you gave a lot of great advice there around focusing on the why. I think that's one of the biggest things that can give us faith through that fear is what is the bigger reason that I'm doing this? Well, thank you so much for joining me, Tara. I think this has been an amazing conversation and you've been inspiring me throughout this to start thinking about who maybe I should start writing a book. <laughs> maybe she should, because I feel like everybody should share their story. Everyone has a story, you know, so um, and also like a quote that I like to use, like everything that you want is on the other side of fear. So I, you know, I just whenever I feel like going back into my reserve shell, it's like, I've come this far. I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to keep going. And everything I want is on the other side, you know, just push through that fear. Um, be, be, be gentle with yourself. It doesn't have to be all done in one day. Take it step by step. And then you'll eventually get to the goal that, you know, just stay the course and you'll eventually have a book. <laughs>
Yeah, that's so true. Oh my gosh. Well, I hope that this conversation has inspired you to maybe take the first step or if you started, take that next step, actually self-publish your book, get it out into the world. Like Tara said, we all have a story to share. So it's so important that we break through that fear and share the story that could make a huge impact, right? Like a book can change someone's life. You never know. So it's amazing. Well, Tara, I'm definitely going to want to learn more about your work and I'm sure my listeners will too. So where is the best place that we can connect with you? Um, You can connect with me on Instagram. Um, My handle is Tara, T-A-R-A underscore Martina, M-A-R-T-I-N-A and underscore. And I'll actually give you the name of my website as well. It's Panic to Picnic. It's P-A-N-I-C-T-O-P-I-C-N-I-C. Awesome. So I'll be sure to link all of that in the show notes so that you can go and connect with Tara. If you've enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss out on any future episodes, as well as leave a review. It really helps to get this show in front of more amazing, anxious, and ambitious people just like you. And if you had a takeaway or this inspired you in some way, please reach out to Tara or I. We would love to hear your takeaways. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next Wednesday for another episode of the Anxious and Ambitious podcast.